to the Fucker Recap. Hello, all you spooky nerds, creepy geniuses, and kindred spirits. Welcome to the Fuckery in Review, a brief rundown of some of the most fucked up or fucking entertaining, because levity matters, things humans got up to last month. This is Kimberly, the neurodivergent weirdo you usually hear competing against Dr. Edward Simon in our monthly storytelling competition show presented on this feed. And I'm Dr. Edward Simon, the other neurodivergent weirdo usually heard competing against Kimberly in our monthly storytelling competition show presented on this feed. I'm glad we got that sorted. Same. While our monthly episodes focus on fuckery from history, it's not lost on either of us that we're all, collectively, living through what's going to be remembered as an especially unhinged point in human history. So we thought it might be fun to highlight some of the things going down in the world right now, since neurodivergent weirdos will probably be writing about them in the future. This list is in no way comprehensive, so if there's a thing you think should be highlighted, please do hop onto our social media and let us know what we missed. Or tag us in news stories posts you'd like to see featured in the future. Some of this list was contributed to by listeners, particularly Harry Hartford on the West Bank in Louisiana and Nick Lee out in California. So thank you to Harry and Nick and in no particular order, here's a handful of the fuckery from September 2022. Number one, Favre, 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 fuckery. From the great always dead last in the nation at basically everything state of Mississippi comes the revelation that super rich pro football bro Brett Favre colluded with super rich former state governor Phil Bryant to get welfare money reallocated directly into Favre's pet retirement projects. For those of you listening who are not in the South, know that Mississippi has some of the highest rates of poverty north of the border, with nearly 20 percent of its total population living with unhealthy conditions like the Jackson water crisis and almost 30 percent of its children struggling with food or home insecurity. Mississippi also has some of the lowest rates of public assistance in North America, with only four in every 100 poor families receiving any cash assistance. In blue states like California, by comparison, 70 in every 100 poor families receives some form of cash assistance, which has led many economic advocates to ask what the fuck Mississippi is doing with their federal funds for the poor. The answer, at least in this case, volleyball arenas, amongst other fraudy things like the current governor's personal trainer being paid an annual salary of one million dollars to exercise him. Given that sitting Governor Tate Reeves is only 48 but looks like a pink marshmallow Pete put in a microwave, his trainer's huge payment is suspect as hell. But Brett Favre has nothing to do with Governor Reeves' rosy, stay-puffed physique. Favre's fraud is its own uniquely fucked-up thing. According to tax documents and text messages exposed by intrepid journalist Anna Wolf and the team at Mississippi Today, Favre who has a net worth of over $120 million, got more millions from the state's welfare fund funneled directly to his alma mater, the University of Southern Mississippi. That's where he played football before the NFL and where his daughter currently plays volleyball, which is the only reason he cares about women's volleyball. Favre had previously been celebrated as a champion of women's sports fundraising, though stealing money from poor people is categorically not raising funds, just theft. 
If a lawsuit filed by the state of Mississippi is accurate, another $2.1 million, which were supposed to go to sick, aging, disabled and underemployed welfare recipients, instead flowed directly into a company called Odyssey Health, a for-profit organization allegedly developing a nasal spray to treat concussions. Favre is the top investor in Odyssey Health. Go figure. Olympian and soccer-playing power lesbian Abby Wambach, who was also an investor in Odyssey, publicly announced last week she is, quote, fully divesting myself from any involvement, financial or otherwise, with Odyssey Health, end quote. Now that she knows the company is partially funded by filthy lucre yoinked from screamingly poor people. She also commented that, quote, since I genuinely believed this company was being transparent about a product that could spare the next generation of athletes from the severe impact of concussion injuries I endured as a professional athlete, I am profoundly angry, end quote, which, you know, that's fair. Leaked text messages show that Favre wasn't just some innocent jock getting checks and not asking questions. Instead, he was actively pressuring a nonprofit executive to cover up that he had gotten welfare funds. Remember that Favre is the same guy who sent unsolicited pics of his dick to female reporter Jen Sturger, drank so belligerently that the Atlanta Falcons didn't even want him, which is saying something, and endorsed Donald Trump in 2020 because he claimed that Trump represented the real America, a.k.a. the America that Favre stole from in order to not pay for a stadium with his name on it. Just another reason to never name your child Brett unless your kink is breeding entitled shitheels. Since we're talking sports, let's segue into number two, which is Marjorie Taylor Greene's tantric cheating fuckery. Unless you live off the grid, you've seen CrossFit gym owner turned Congresswoman Taylor Greene's stratospheric rise from conspiracy theory obsessed gym rat to conspiracy theory obsessed politician who can't stop getting banned from Twitter. Green made headlines last month not for any of her absolutely batshit beliefs, like the QAnon theory that Democrats are kidnapping and torturing children to make a meth-like drug called adrenochrome, but because her husband of 27 years, Perry Green, filed for divorce because Marjorie won't stop cheating on him. Identified publicly thus far on the list of dudes Marjorie stepped out with is a bearded tantric sex guru named Craig Ivey, who looks exactly like Zangief from Street Fighter 2, and gym manager Justin Tway, both of whom she met while prowling for Dong at the gym, which is never creepy, right? When asked about his affair with Green, Tway's response was, quote, I have no interest in talking about anything to do with that woman. Everything with her comes to no good, end quote. Now, for the record, human fuckery is both sex positive and pro-structuring your consenting adult relationships however the fuck you want. We are not interested in shaming an adult woman for having consenting sex or having multiple partners. We are interested in underscoring that Green built her current career on shaming the entire LGBTQ plus community for having consenting adult sex and painting herself as superior to other women because she's married with children. We'd also like to point out that repeatedly banging people who are not your spouse without their consent and then lying about it is a form of betrayal trauma, which we've already discussed at length on this show. MTG has been quoted as saying, Our society is formed by a husband and wife creating a family to nurture and protect together. Perry gave me the best job title you could ever earn, Mom. 
during a speech about how queer and unmarried people undermine the fabric of American society. So, point is, the congresswoman is as big a hypocrite and fraud as anyone with half a brain already knew she was. Green claims the reports about her divorce are, quote, another attempt to smear my name because I'm the biggest threat to Democrats' socialist agenda, end quote. Anyway, Google Craig Ivy chest hair because, yeah, if we've seen it, you should too. In more northern fuckery, a North Dakota woman was arrested for bringing a live raccoon to a local bar as her date. The raccoon, uncreatively named Rocky, was casually carried into Maddock Bar on September 6th during happy hour by a 38-year-old named Erin Christensen. The bartender asked Erin to please remove Rocky ASAP since wild raccoons can spread the deadly rabies infection, but Erin and Rocky lingered in order to get some attention from bar patrons. The brief Letterkenny-like interaction triggered police into issuing warrants for the arrest of Erin and Rocky, who were quickly snitched on by Maddox residents. The fuckery in this story isn't that Erin brought Rocky to a bar, however. The fuckery is that once Erin and Rocky were apprehended by police, Rocky was murdered by animal welfare for rabies testing and discovered to not have rabies at all. The animal bit no people, displayed zero worrying behaviors, and appeared to genuinely love being carried around by Erin, who reports her family found him injured by the side of the road last spring and were nursing him back to health. The grieving Christensen faces charges of misdemeanor, providing false information to law enforcement, and illegal possession of a fur bearer. I hate every bit of that story. Mm -hmm. My God. (sighs) Moving on to number four, the United States Food and Drug Administration had to tell Americans not to braise chicken in the cold medicine NyQuil, because apparently we don't know what satire is anymore. The trouble began after a comedy account on TikTok showed followers how he marinates and then cooks chicken breasts in the -the over-the-counter cold remedy, a recipe quickly dubbed Sleepy Chicken. NyQuil, which is a combination of the liver toxic painkiller Tylenol, some decongestant and cough suppressant, along with a little camphor for the tingles, is already 10% alcohol just sitting on the shelf in its bottle. Once it starts to boil in a pan, the liquid quickly gets more concentrated, more potent, and also releases potentially deadly vapors into the air, putting sleepy chicken chefs at risk of hospitalization or death. The FDA would like everyone to know that TikTok jokes are not actually medicinal, and videos of you and your friends eating Tide Pods or making NyQuil chicken will prevent you from having sex as an adult. Ah, youth. And finally, in some very sad fuckery, rapper Coolio, performer behind the Billboard chart-topping and iconic hit song Gangsta's Paradise, has died of unlisted causes at just 59. Born Artis Leon Ivy Jr., Coolio was a spooky nerd before becoming a Grammy Award winner, telling interviewers that he spent his low-income childhood reading books, playing board games with his mom, and battling asthma before joining a Compton gang as a teenager. While some people are memorializing the star by integrating his hits into TikTok videos, we'd like to highlight a different Coolio accomplishment. Beefing with, and then eventually apologizing to, Weird Al Yankovic. The beef started when Yankovic released his famous parody, and exquisitely nerdy, music video Amish Paradise, which Coolio freaked out about publicly as corny and disrespectful. 
In an interview several years before his death, however, the rapper and former firefighter said the following. Let me say this. I apologized to Weird Al a long time ago, and I was wrong. Y'all remember that, everyone out there who reads this shit. Real men and people should be able to admit when they're wrong, and I was wrong, bro. Come on, who the fuck am I, bro? He did parodies of Michael Jackson. He did parodies of all kinds of people, and I took offense to it because I was being cocky and shit. I was wrong, and I should have embraced that shit and went with it. I listened to it a couple years after that beef, and it's actually funny as shit. It's one of those things where I made the wrong call and nobody stopped me. That's one thing I'm still upset about, my management at the time. Somebody should have stopped me from making that statement because it was dumb, end quote. In a world where alpha males and billionaires preach the gospel of never apologizing, we think this statement and example are worth celebrating even more than his kind of excellent music. Coolio, you will be missed. In honor of Coolio, we're asking that everyone pay homage to him by apologizing to someone for something stupid you were wrong about. I'll start. Gary, I was wrong about making fun of your Tommy Bahama shirt. I know you were very proud of it. and You just came home from Panama to City Beach and <laughs> you thought you looked incredible. You, you did, Gary. You looked you great. You did. I'm sorry. And it was dumb. Yeah. And that's September in fuckery. Tag us in any fuckery you find noteworthy in October on IG at Human Fuckery Podcast or on Twitter at Human Fuckery Pod or by sending us a message via our Patreon at www.patreon.com slash human fuckery. Until next month, stay out of trouble and keep it weird.